Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. We are here tonight to recap the great epic season of Australian Survivor Season 7, Blood versus Water. I am your host, Caleb, alongside Alex Alls always. But Alex, we have two very special guests, our friends over at Survivor Now podcast, Randy and Abraham. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Abraham, you can go first. Yeah, you can go first. (laughs) Guys, hey, thanks for inviting us over. Uh, Great looking at uh, this season of uh, Blood versus Water on uh, Australian Survivor. Great, great iteration of Survivor is actually global now. So just loving it. See, you can tell we didn't rehearse that at all because we were both like, we were both like, who's going to go first here? But uh, I'm doing good. That's that's how we roll over uh, at the Survivor Now podcast. It's just four guys, just sometimes four guys just get together and it's just a bunch of rambling and stuff. Well, you know, that is, I think that the best games of Survivor are those that are fluid, right? You, you can have a plan, but you just got to go with it. Go with the flow. And <laughs> Randy, obviously you've been on on the show before with us, and, and so welcome back. And last time, you know, you went in saying that you were going to be Team Alex, and, and you switched over to Team Caleb by the end of the episode. And I see that tonight you had to bring back up to try to police the, the bickering exactly. between Alex and I. Exactly. <laughs> it was too much. It was by the end of the episode, I, I couldn't get in between you guys. So I brought my man Abraham here. To kind of, he's going to give me that that needed support when I'm trying to get in between you two. Look, I had to go back to season 41 of Survivor. Uh, I'll take it all the way back to Fiji tonight. So I, I got your brand. You don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, we got it. It's a, it's a, uh, I don't know if we have any wrestling fans, but it's a tag team match tonight. So this is going to be fun to debate uh, how the season went down and everything. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, we are uh, excited to chat with you guys and, uh, if you've been following along with us, uh, you have, we've done a recap of every week of Australian Survivor, Blood versus Water, but tonight we are going to do an overall reaction recap uh, to, to the season and discuss the highlights. Uh, if you also go on to, uh, spe- uh, I almost said Speaking Llama Instagram, I meant the Survivor <laughs> Now Instagram, uh, they, you guys have been doing a lot of uh, just content reviewing the season as well, so go check that out. Uh, but the kind of jump into this conversation right you know australian survivor is what feels like 60 episodes and no it's not that many but it, it feels like it's that long so it, there's a lot to cover but what are your general thoughts of the the season as a whole uh right in terms of when you go back and think about this season what are you going to remember the most or what are you going to remember first uh randy kick us off um <clears throat> So I, I thought it was a really good season. Let me just put that out there. I've seen, you know, no matter what show you're watching, no matter what event you're watching, it's going to get some hate. You can't make everyone happy. There's always going to be a person uh, who's going to either be petty about their person going home or this person is who should have won, but they don't believe that and stuff like that. Um, and my reaction to that is just enjoy the show. Just be happy we have Survivor back, especially what we went through with the whole pandemic thing. Um, I thought this season was everything that you could ask for a Survivor season. And that's coming from someone who I know the U.S. show. I'm not familiar with the Australian show. Uh, almost everything 
was new to me. So I'm not coming from a perspective of comparing this to past Australian survivor seasons. And is this season better than, you know, it was two years ago or, Oh, it's getting worse or something like that. I just watched the season for what it, what it was. And it was everything that we wanted survivor to be. There was drama. There was a, a clear villain. There was kind of a clear hero. If you want to put it that way. Um, there was a ton of surprises. There were, um, advantages, but I don't feel there were too many advantages and I don't feel there were too many idols and the challenges were outstanding. Is there stuff to complain about? Yeah, I could nitpick and I could spend the entire hour here picking stuff out about what I didn't like about the season. But I think everything that was so awesome about this season, right up to the Batman references that we got every <laughs> single episode, I think those just o- overshadow the bad. So in for me, it was a top survivor season with a top survivor cast. And I'm not just talking Australian survivor, maybe it's recency bias, but for me, it was at least one of the best seasons we've had in five to eight years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think after all Randy, oh goodness. Randy, I'm gonna hit you with the, I'm gonna hit you with the big loaded guns first. Coming off of them 41 survivor myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's it's a I enjoyed Australia's Survivor, but I look at it from the perspective because I know what it's there and how they've gone out and it's selected people that they think will make the show what we look and what we look forward to. You know, is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be backstabbing? Uh, are we going to have a runaway winner? You know, you get in there and you prepare to go out there, but ultimately, what makes the whole Survivor is the people. You can have as many challenges as you want. You can have it in any place that you want. The people black, they're going to make the game. I think this season in Australia, they made an outstanding selection. I think by putting loved ones on there, you know what's going to happen. You know, because come out there, you're like, I'm with my loved one. And we've seen in there where Carl got voted out by his one. I, I really can't understand that part. But you think <laughs> your loved one is going to be a vote for getting voted out by your loved one. Or your loved one has to make a decision. So to me, that added another layer, another dynamics to the whole survival experience. But it's it's rough out there. I mean, you're not sleeping calm, full meals, and you're going to go out there and compete and play in something that you've been wanting to hear, some of them. And then you got some people almost there. So that made it even more special to be able to see how they actually play the game. Then they have a crossover with me on the season, of course. <laughs> I love that perspective. That's that's so good to, you know, having been out there to then see the lens of what's happening and, and who's out there and why they're out there, the motivation. Um and, and I completely agree with with both both of what y'all said. I mean, I, I think it's a top tier season. Um I have seen all the Australian seasons and I think it's a I would put it in my top three. Um and, and so that that's pretty big with seven seasons that I've seen. Um, I, it was a great cast. Um, and, and even we talked a little bit in our finale episode of typically in a blood versus water season, you have people who really want to be that and their cast. And then you have their loved one that comes with them who maybe doesn't know survivor or doesn't really care that much to be out there. Uh, but even with those players who made it far into the game, they were incredible characters. They played the game well. Um, and so it was fun to see that growth of even the people who weren't you know, quote unquote cast to be out there. They would have loved one of the person being cast um, to see them out there playing so well was really fun. Um, 
And for me, I mean, I think of the blood versus water twist and I was a little nervous coming into it because in us survivor, we've had two seasons, one season, it was really dominated by the singles. So if, you know, your partners voted out, you know, you become part of the single group and they really ran the show. The second season was really all about couples and uh, we had couples dominating the show. And so I didn't know what to expect or how it could be different, but I think this season almost perfected or broke the blood versus water theme because of how Sam and Mark played of they were one person playing with two lives um, out there. And that was something different we hadn't seen before in a blood versus water season. So um, I love that perspective. I loved watching them the whole season. And I think it added a new element, one that I did not consider to a blood versus water season. I think you can also look at the cast up and down um, and you always have people, whether it's um, people that just aren't memorable or, you know, you can look at, you know, these are your top dogs. These are your people that, oh, we might forget about them in a few years. I didn't really see that. I mean, I'm looking back at the first person eliminated Andy. He had a story arc, his first episode. Um, I'm looking back even like someone like Amy. We didn't see a lot of Amy. But she even had some moments that I thought was really riveting to the story. And I think blood versus water does help that out. Does having Khan in the game and his reaction to Amy going home help her case of, you know, being a survivor player and being memorable? Yeah, but that's that's why the cast was so awesome to me is I could go down the list of all 24 castaways and I have one one thing at least to say about every single one of them. I mean, even uh, Kate. I, I think Kate, yeah, um, Andy's uh, relative. She, you know, she took Andy's elimination really hard. And she kind of, mm-hmm. once that happened, isolated herself. And that's really, I think, what really did her game in. So that's why I think this cast was so awesome. Just one through 24, everyone had a story. And I don't think there's too many people on this cast that you can just be like, uh, they didn't do anything. They were just there to be a cast member. Well, one thing I will say is I wish that they would find to show more of the behind the scenes uh, because during the course of Survivor, they film you 20 so there's always footage that as a viewer and a fan you would find pretty there's some things that we do or as you go uh, we had an attack of the killer bird one night uh, we all ran up out our little shelter, I mean it's all kind of crazy stuff that goes on that doesn't work for TV but I think we can have a connection with the characters and you know, because Sam to me, the villain of the Australian survivor, mm-hmm. took the idol and then how they, you know, uh, the strategy that Mark utilized in order to go further in the game, how Juicy Dave came there to play daughter, but ends up almost going to the end. And Sandra said, I'm going to get Juicy Dave out because bumping <laughs> around the game. And he ended the last group of, okay, this, he top four. So I think this is a great season. I think they have some great plots. I love when they had Purgatory. That was the greatest move ever. Um, I love the fact where they had a fight at, uh, I think it was the first tribal. They had the immunity idol on the podium. It should have been a bigger brawl. I think he should have just knocked her down, but Shay was a little smaller. (laughs) I would have hit Chris and kneecap. Um, I'll advocate by. I got it. Um, but I thought putting it up there and making it a part of the whole actual process made it even more fun and made it made you want to look and say, what's going to happen next? 
That's what I saw in Australian Survivor. I wanted to see what happened next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, that is what I have appreciated. I've watched four seasons. This is my fourth season of Australian Survivor. And what I have appreciated uh, about them, as, as opposed to maybe some of the more recent U.S. Survivor seasons, where it feels like in U.S. Survivor, we're getting thrown you know, something new every single week or multiple new things every single week. And you're trying to wrap your head around that. I can't even imagine what it's like to wrap your head around that while you're actually playing the game, Abraham. Uh, but uh, <laughs> right, as a viewer, I'm like, okay, trying to figure everything out. Uh, but with Australian Survivor, right, they throw new things at you. And they try some weird things that sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work that well. Uh, but it's not so much, it's not so overbearing that it really is, right? You're, you're looking forward to that next thing. Now, you know, I think by the end of the season, when we have an hour and a half long episode and there are six people, I can only hear that Mark is a soldier and he knows how to read people and that uh, Jordy is a joker so many times. But uh, so we need to like just quicken up the season. But uh, I, I agree with you guys. I think great points uh, overall, a very good season. Um, and I think a very intriguing one with that blood versus water element. Um, and you know, a- Alex and I have, I've chatted before, right? I-, I know Alex would bring his therapist to, uh, his, his counselor to, 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 as his loved one quote, uh, that's, that's a true story. Yes, I would. But, and I think we asked you this, uh, Randy, uh, last time, but I'm going to, I'm going to have you answer it again. And, and Abraham, I'll, I'll ask this as well. Who would y'all bring as your loved one or, or want to bring as your loved one? Um, my, we've talked about this just in our family, you know, as we watch survivor, that's always been really always been the biggest goal for us outside of win the game and and make the merge is at least make it to the loved ones visit. Um, and mine would be my mom. Uh, I'll just say I'm a mama's boy. Uh, uh, you know, being a single parent, she's worked her butt off and everything. So we have a special bond. Um, she also will not let me bring anyone else out. So we have that agreement. It's, uh, hasn't been signed, but there's that invisible agreement that we have. That's not the right term, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> she'll be, she'll be my loved one there. Yeah, that's great. My, I have to bring my daughter. Um, it's kind of funny before survivor. She was like, I would never do anything like that. And once I went on the show, she was like, dad, I'm ready. Oh, I would. Oh, I would are you? <laughs> I don't think she's ever stepped outside. Um, <laughs> but I'm out there for the experience. Um, I think people that have been on Survivor, we we're, we we got some problems in our lives that come from the show that we carry. And mm-hmm. what happened together? It's like bringing the tribe back together. And all you do is talk about, well, why'd you vote this way? So it's almost like transporting us back in time. And I had to, with the other survivors, I was like, what do y'all talk about when y'all see each other again? We talk about the show. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so until so you meet and, and you talk about the same thing. But I think we have a blast. I think we have a good time on it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You guys uh, would bring each other, right? If, if Alex didn't bring his therapist, yeah. then he'd bring Caleb. If you guys aren't on the same season, but if you are, there's no way you both are making the merge. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Listen, for, for people who can't see the video, Caleb and I both just shuck our heads violently <laughs> at the same time. Now, I would bring Caleb's mom if I could. She is amazing. <laughs> she, uh, Mama Loomis would not set foot on the island. Um, she has been in denial that I've ever even applied to Survivor will ever if I ever get the chance to go on the show she will be in denial that I'm going I may not even tell her until I'm like leaving uh out of fear that she had come like stop the plane um 
No, I, I, Alex, if we were ever on the show together, there's one, one of two things is happening. We're probably both making the merge. I like to think that. And either we're, we're going to be each other's demise at the very early of the merge, or we're both, <laughs> we're both winning it. Like, that's just, it's one of the two. <laughs> it's a tie game. I, at the end. <laughs> we, we, Caleb and I play a lot of board games together, strategy games, uh, deception games, stuff like that. Almost always we're opposite of each other. And, and we know each other better than anyone else does. And so, you know, games where, you know, I'm a secret, you know, bad person and people are trying to, you know, deduct oh, that. He knows innocently. Oh, the first round, <laughs> Caleb calls me out and then I throw it back on him. And, and it's it's a toss up of who, who's going to win there. But there, there are some times when we well, actually work together. Oh, sorry, what was that? I'm a bubble if y'all before the merge. <laughs> <laughs> got, got that man. part. Got that part. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, if we work together, well, dude, it's it, game over. I mean, Caleb and I have secretly worked together sometimes, and uh, it's it's bad it's for everyone else. It's, good. <laughs> it's gonna be like, um, wait a minute, these two right here, way too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like these two, I'm going to force you out. Here's the thing about. Every episode of Survivor, and I used to call it the Survivor Land. Their personalities, people, their one constant is when challenges, you can stay longer. You don't have to worry about throwing it out. Yeah, that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Odds are, odds are one of us three are going to make Survivor someday, right? Uh, Odds (laughs) odds are relative, right? (laughs) If you were were my Survivor they actually saw to even call me the first time he put no effort into it and i did not i literally <laughs> make the take and i really kind of expressed and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> and i got this phone call like i think it was like in august of last year and i was nice. like who <laughs> it was jesse uh the actual casting guy that might be some stalker or crazy As a matter of fact <laughs> I used Jesse calling me in interview I had to take on Survivor. He was always a star. I said, oh, yeah, I thought he was trying to catfish me. <laughs> so that was always my intro every time. That's great. I, you know, I, I, my, my wife will never answer like spam calls. I, I answer them every time, just in case that it's, it's CBS giving me a call. <laughs> Uh, and about half of those times, I get a text immediately afterwards that says, I just got a call from New York. It wasn't Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Well, uh, let's jump into a little bit of the, you know, the, the meat of the season. Right? Let's talk about, let's, because it's so long, let's talk about the pre-merge first in particular. Right? I, I had even forgotten about the whole like idol at Tribal uh, until uh, Abraham mentioned it. And I thought, oh, yeah, that, that happened. What were some of your guys' favorite moments of the pre-merge in particular? Juicy Day's meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy Day's meltdown. I was like, oh, he's going to be gone. But again, you, you never know. Um, I, I enjoyed having Sandra on there with her. Coming in from the first introduction of U.S. players in Survivor, I thought it was spectacular that they brought a helicopter to to start the show. I thought that was a little over. They could have walked in with the rest of them, but I understood why. Great to see, you know, uh, pants that have been on there before, but it actually came to play the game. The, the real treat was to have her daughter out there with her. Uh, to, you grew up watching your mom play and win. 
between playing, yeah. but she played and win the game and won the game of Survivor. So to me, those were some of the key moments. Um, that was up front, I was wondering, did they have too many idols? Because it seemed like the idol, Shade found the idol, had half of an idol. Kind of wild on how many idols were out there at first. Uh, Croc had an idol. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, that uh, the idol play in particular at the beginning, the, I, the, other than Dave, someone help me remember, was there a correct idol play in the pre-merge? I, I guess Shay mm. played her idol at some point. But it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't needed, yeah. Right, no. yeah. Which is like, I, one of the things like was interesting, we, we talked about this in one of our episodes, was this idea of um, when the idols were known, right, people kept wanting to flush the idol. And I found it interesting that Shay in particular was one of those people that was like, we need to flush Khan's idol. I'm like, no, don't, you have an idol because <laughs> yeah. now you're you're going to flush, I, I don't know. It's interesting, what, how would you guys, what did you guys think about uh, the idol play in general? Out, we'll, we'll talk about Mark and Sam's two idols later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, idols advantages uh, in particular, do, do we like them this season? Not like there, there was there was a great emphasis on on idols um, as there should have been because there were a lot in the game, especially right at the beginning. We're talking the podium idol. idol. We're talking both tree idols. Um, we're talking the river idol with Croc and Chrissy. You know, after the tribe swap. Um, so there was there was great emphasis on on idols but at the same time not enough emphasis from the tribes it was really weird everyone was acknowledging that there were idols in the game but no one wanted to make a move uh to actually get them out uh basically so it was weird in that sense but in terms of like the actual game putting idols in the game and stuff and advantages I agree with Abraham in the first two weeks, I was like, okay, are we have, do we have a little bit too much here? Is this going to be an idol fest all season long? But I think they kind of roped back a little at the appropriate time uh, of when, you know, once the tree idols were found and everything, you know, we didn't have another one for quite a while. And if we did, it was at a couple of the rewards. So I, I think this season with how long it was, um, it was a good amount in my opinion. Yeah. Two idols that got played correctly, and they were played by Sam and Mark. The rest <laughs> of, you know, Khan took his idol home. Brock took his idol. Played her idol. She didn't need to play it. Um, just saw idols out there that never really got played correctly for the benefit of the game. I'm going to play this for the game. Croc, walking, you could have threw your bag back or something. There was only one thing I did not like this season. And that's helping um, Jock on the challenges. Uh, mm. It's an individual immunity challenge. Uh, you know, in a U.S. survivor, you, that's, that's why they call it individual immunity. But <laughs> the, the idol play, uh, only to me, only only two idols to play correctly. The rest of them, they were just, Khan just didn't want to play his idol. He was like, I'm just not going to play. I'm just going to keep seeing how much I can go ahead. And when they knew, you knew somebody play there was a lot of like guys there's a lot of balls of steel moments this year if you want to say that <laughs> term, like what what did you guys think alex go ahead you know alex <laughs> loves idols so i i mean I, it depends on the season but yeah 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. It's uh, there's a lot of idols out there, a lot of people going home with idols, um, which which was shocking. Um, I, I'm someone I don't. I think an idol would burn a hole in my pocket. I don't know if I can keep it more than one or two tribal councils because I think my anxiety would go so high um, that, that I would just not be able to handle it, which is why I'd invite my therapist as my loved one and, you know, get connected with him and we'd be good to go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't do that. Um, I, I admire the people who do. Um, some of my favorite players of all time have gone home with idols in their pocket, especially in the Australian um, version of the show. So uh, I like that gameplay, but it was, it was a lot. There's a, a lot of people were going home with idols. I, I, you know, I love idols in terms of like, I love when people do interesting things with idols. Like uh, I, I know we'll talk about it probably in a little while, but the whole like uh, Sam having Jesse's idol and how that created this dynamic where if Sam and Mark told the truth or played that idol too early, right. It, completely tarnish their social it could completely tarnish their social game and so there was this maneuver around even though Jordy couldn't get access to the idol he was making a world an environment in which sam and mark could not play that idol if they wanted to or without serious rep repercussions um and, and two right we go back to the podium moment uh, i told alice when you know it first happened if i was chrissy or shay and i had found the, the little clue uh i would not have gotten up and, and gotten to the podium. I, I, I wouldn't have even ran for it because I know, I know who has an idol now and they don't know that I know what that is if you just sit back. And so I was a little disappointed in not seeing some more of those interesting things happen around idols. Uh, and even if they don't work out, right? That Having fun, uh, seeing an idol either A, get wasted or, or B, go home in a pocket, I think is disappointing to me and so uh with all the idle play in the season it was a little bit for me a, a little bit of a letdown to not see more of it come to fruition uh, but i think that's also a testament to the skill of the the cast in navigating idols and and, and those advantages i have in a way yeah oh, oh i'm so sorry <laughs> go ahead i was just gonna say i have a survivor hot take and Kind of goes a little bit with your survivor letdown. And I think with how people weren't playing them right and making a lot of moves with them, I almost feel, and I'm not saying I would turn down an idol if I went on the show, but I, it almost feels like we've completely flipped the page over. I'm trying to think of the coolest phrase I could say here to explain this. Um, but it almost feels like idols now are more of a hindrance than actually something that can help you in the game. We see people are becoming way too truthful with idols in both seasons. They get an idol, they got to tell everyone, especially in Australia this year. We have to tell, I think there were two idols that weren't told to anyone and that was Croc and Chrissy's and then Mark and Sam that we're going to get to their second idol. And even that was, I mean, technically that was told. Um, and then same with Croc and Chrissy. When I was talking to Chrissy, she said, well, they did tell one person. They're, she didn't tell me who. But she's like, one person was told. So idols have now become, when they started off, you don't tell anyone. And they're literally this game-changing item. I can't, and my memory's terrible. So it might have been something, I'm sure, Winners at War, I, I think they had a moment where an idol really changed things around. But at least the past couple of seasons, looking at season 41 and then this year, Australia, 
you don't see too many idols that changed anything you had dave's idol but he had to play it dave was literally like if he didn't play it that would have been one of the dumbest moves ever if because like he knew he messed up bad and then you have mark and sam and they played one idol correctly congratulations um but like so i just don't see idols really helping out anymore as much as they used to personally watching the game and how it's you know evolved I would rather have an advantage than an idol because it, depending on the advantage, I mean, you look at just compare KJ's advantage that she got to Mark and Sam's two idols. And yeah, one of them made it farther, but which one really changed the game more? I'd say the advantage. I would say, first of all, on the, on the third, on a 45 minute show, it makes the idol sitting right there and you found it. It's not like that at all. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, I was up in the mountains, I was down in the jungle, in the oceans, <laughs> I was fighting webs, I was still trying to find an idol. I think, <laughs> I don't know where it came from where you have to tell somebody. Because every season of Survivor, I've been looked at telling anybody. And the only reason you would even try, you're close enough to the end where if you play it, it still gets you further in the game. Where you're it was public knowledge. Xander in my season played his idol, and it was like, well, this is the last time I can play it. Play it. And everybody knew he had an idol. I was like, what game are we playing here? Survivor or are we playing Frank? But I'm going to find me an idol. And I'm, Nasir went home with his idol from the season as well. But he, it was a unique situation because he split up the vote and he thought he was safe. Nasir was just a little, he was a little happy and they got him. And that's, that's a good survivor. Now, Kong never played it. He was like, I'm just not going to play it. The, the most well-played I'm not going to play was Sam when she didn't play this per, uh, she didn't bring it with her, and she made it. And she didn't even have one with her, and she still didn't get voted out. So I thought that was move ever. But I, in this day and age, get an idol, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're i think you're preaching to the choir at least for me uh that's like my biggest pet peeve is people telling idols way too soon i i do think it is a it's this right the people are viewing this as this is this bartering piece that i have to gain trust uh with somebody else when in reality i like i think the the risk outweighs the reward of potential trust you have with somebody because you shared an idol with them um yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that ugh, that's my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> Shay, now, Shay got an idol. She could have kept it. And look how many people were still in the game. Yeah. It was not a target. Yeah. One wasn't a target. Nobody really was a target. They could have kind of sat back and kind of just relaxed. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ben as a before he got voted out in that one challenge where he was the one that won the challenge. Then as you get down in numbers, then you're like, okay, I got this idol. Shay could have kept her idol because she was winning challenges. And she could have played that for the end became the last. Well, she made it too, but she could have got that without going to purgatory. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. just telling everybody idol because you trust them with with other people standing behind you. No. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes you can't even trust your loved one with an idol. I mean, Croc steals Christie's idol. Jesse stole Jordy or uh, Jordy. Jesse stole Jordy's idol. And we saw what happened yep. with that. Uh, but let, let's uh, 
let's also let's, let's move on back to the uh, the pre-merge, right? What what were some of the other memorable moments for you guys? Alex, go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, I memorable for me uh, was seeing Alex's exit uh, again as someone <laughs> named Alex who forgot had, about that. Have I've had back trouble within the last month? I've had more back trouble, uh, and so uh, I just. I, I need him to get a little bit more love. So I'm putting this out into the survivor universe. Here's a 30 second, Alex, we care about you. We hear you, we see you, we sound for you. Um, so th- that, that was a, a big thing for me. Uh, I just loved hearing JLP say my name. Um, but the other big thing was uh, Ben and Croc. And, and I think that was Croc's exit of like, Croc pretty much saved Ben one episode and then immediately Ben just, uh, throws them under the bus to Jesse and, and Sam uh, right before the merge. It was chaotic. It was fun. It was unexpected. Uh, it did not work out for either one of those guys. We did get to see them in the finale though. And I wondered how that plane ride was when they were coming from home back to- uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Realizing, hey, we kind of did this to each other. But uh, I, I enjoyed that moment quite a bit as well. Um. I enjoyed Mel and Ben uh, fighting the same the game. That, that was to me was really see the twins do a lot, but in that particular moment, she was on Survivor and she was fighting. Ben was not going to give up. And I just liked the way that all ended. I would have stay into the game, but the fact that Mel just flat out beat him and <laughs> won her position in the game. So I enjoyed that. That was a good one. Um, I would say the challenge moments for me this year, there was a lot of uh, things I could choose from, from the, the pre-merge challenges that we saw. I remember the sandbag challenge, which looked like one of the hardest survivor challenges that we've ever seen, where they had to go up and down, grab those sandbags. It looked absolutely miserable. Um, I remember the King Kong, before we hit the theaters with the Batman, we hit, we had King Kong versus Godzilla nonstop every week where uh croc just got decimated by uh mark and it wasn't even a contest but they you know jlp kept making it sound like oh here we go again two big dudes like not even a contest um and then a very memorable moment for me and something i will remember as survivor keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and that is one of the best challenge performances i've ever seen and abraham alluded to it where ben outlasted the entire water tribe uh that was i remember it felt like being a sports fan it felt like i was you know at a sporting event i was in my living room screaming i'm not even joking i was screaming i'm like are you kidding me right now this is absolutely insane and he wasn't in a terrible position but he also wasn't in a great position with the tribe and i am a sucker for any time that we'll talk about it post-merge and something else that really stood out to me, but I'm a sucker for anyone who has to win to say in the game and they deliver. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite moments of all time is when Troy Zan uh, during that season, <laughs> uh, Oh man, what's that? What was the title of that season? It was world's uh, world. One Park. world, one world, one world. Yeah. 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 Um, they, give yeah. Him the next vote? yeah they did, but he won, <laughs> I think, I'm trying not to over-exaggerate. He won four or five challenges in a row when he knew he was the vote. 
and they did get him as soon as, you know, he stopped winning, but uh, <laughs> that's just, I'm just a sucker for those moments. And I also, before sending it back to you, Caleb, I do have to, I'm lagged out for just a minute when we were talking about this first. So I don't know if it was said or not, but Nina's exit was a very tough moment to watch just because she was playing such a good game from what we saw based off the edit. Um, she was playing a good game and, but I don't expect that to be the last time we see her, especially with how JLP was like, I know we'll be seeing you again. Um, I think she'll be on one of the next two seasons, but that was really tough to see her go. It's funny is not funny, but I mean, they were very emotional. And when I'm, when I was sitting at home, ever, I used to be like, why are you, why are y'all so emotional? What, what is, what are, and then when I went out there, I know exactly why you got emotional. Mm. It, it, it's almost like you're at a certain point and you're, you're kind of stepping back and you're like, you're going to, there's a level of emotion that you're going to actually change when you're on the game. Because they all embraced her when she, nobody wants to go out when they're injured. That's the worst way to lead a game of Survivor, being injured. Uh, get a chance to really play. Uh, but I know why that they're that emotional because I used to be laughing at home. What's going to be crying about? And I was like, man, <laughs> hold up, man. Turn away from the camera, guy. <laughs> I was like, what's, I, had to, I had to ask myself, what, what's going on? What, did I, is something going on out here? <laughs> it's an interesting experience when you get out there. Yeah, I, that moment with so that, that brings me to one of my favorite points. It is just Sandra and Nina being on Australian Survivor, right? Them having the epic entrance of coming into the helicopter, which I think actually, you know, may have done even more of a disservice to them because they're already like on this pedestal and, and now you're flying them in on a helicopter, but that's besides the point. Um, I thought uh, just watching Sandra play is always an enjoyable experience. Uh, it, and I think it was, my last taste of Sandra uh, was in Winners at War, which Minor spoilers for those who haven't seen Winners at War is uh, right, her, her time doesn't end well. And, and there is a, you know, a negative taste in my mouth from her last experience with Survivor. And so seeing her back out there doing her thing uh, and watching Nina uh, navigate the pressure of having a two-time winner as a mother. And so, uh, and, and Randy, you said it, Based on the edit, we it seems like she was in a good position. I don't know how far she would have gone. I sometimes wonder, right? I, I thought this, especially with Sandra this time around, uh, that she wasn't quite as powerful as the edit made us to believe, uh, that people were just kind of uh, letting bow her do her thing, her. right? Yeah. Bow down to her because we're not going to cause waves. Um, but, but I do think Nina had, had a pretty good gameplay. And so my question for you all is, let's just... If we could break the hourglass, you know, uh, in like U.S. Survivor, uh, yeah. but actually go back in time, and Nina doesn't injure herself, how realistically, right? Obviously, lots of things happen and change, but do we think Nina ends up early pre-merge or late merge run, right? So, like, it, where do you think she falls? It would change the entire dynamic of the game, uh, and I don't think. Uh, you know, people who are just casual fans really look at it that way. We would have seen a completely different game. Uh, Nina would have had to choose between Mark and Josh. Um, mm. And when I, when I talked to Mark, 
he made it clear that because I was curious about that. I said, how close were you guys? Because from what I saw, I thought Nina and Mark were or possibly a duo that could have worked a long time together. He said they were close until kind of right before she, she got injured. He said she thought she was siding with Josh more than him. So I think that would have thrown a wrench into things. And honestly, I don't know how well Mark and Sam would have done if Nina stayed in the game. Say Nina chose Josh over Mark, like he is, you know, telling me there that she was getting close with him. Then you have Josh, Jesse, and, um, or not, sorry, I'm think, mixing Jordy and Josh up. You've got Josh, Jordan, and Nina, basically yeah. against Mark and Sam. And then it would just come down to where Jordy and Jesse would go. And I think Jordy and Jesse would go with Josh. I think we saw that quite clearly. So I think it's it's so interesting to me that you break that hourglass. You change one thing about the game. And I don't think that, you know, I do think she makes the merge, but I don't think anything after that merge is the same. It's not like you change one thing and it still kind of plays out how it, you know, how it was going to. I think the entire game would have changed. I think Chrissy would have been in her position. I think Nina would have took that position. And I think he would have been the Nina between Josh and Mark. And that would have hmm. and to hold them all together. The, the actor would have been coming in there and saying, okay, for her game versus saying, hey, this four round. Because everybody else was pretty much on the chopping block. Hmm. The twins were on the chopping block. Once Ben was gone, Shay was on the dropping block. So once you got to the merge, I think Lena would have, I think she would have went down to the final three. I think it would have, I don't think she would have won wow. challenges. I don't think she would have won challenges uh, because of looking at the, you know, the ability to look back at the challenges now and know, okay, this person might have been a little better at this challenge, this a little better at that challenge. Um, if she didn't win any immunity challenges, she'd have had to have a great social game down to the last three or four. So I still, I think Nina, you're right. She would have changed the whole dynamics of the game. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Right. She's probably is the Chrissy going, going into the merge uh, in which I, I, she seems, I, she seems like a player that would stay loyal uh, if she needed to, but I also feel like she would have potentially done the flip earlier. Uh, and worked with the singles because she saw that card. So that, that would have definitely been interesting. I did not get that. The singles knew one at a time because they was voting one at a time. KJ got to vote every tribal council. I'm like, <laughs> hey, can you stop voting KJ? She's, she's not a threat right now. Uh, Shay got to vote every single time. <laughs> no, they're coming. Mel, they're voting for you. The, Melissa, the twins, voting for you. Juicy Dave, you coming on the block too. The the singles had a chance to take over the game and out Josh, Mark, Sammy. They could have voted them all out, Chrissy and all of them, and they could have competed, which would, would have been a different ending to this whole great season. But they allowed themselves to be basically picked off. The only one that protected themselves was Shay, and that's because she won. Yeah, I, Alex and I also talk all the time. Uh, every poor move or bad move is mirrored by a, someone's good move, right? I think it's a testament to the gameplay of that main alliance to keep the singles feel feeling safe, right? Uh, and to to not or to feel like there was an opening in the future to not make a move against them now. Um, 
But yeah, Alex, any last thoughts about the the pre-merge? Um, not not about the pre-merge. I will. I two things. One, I thought Nina would probably be the biggest threat to win once we hit maybe seven six, um, and so I'd be curious of could she take that target off of her, and does that make it easier for a Mark or a Josh to go further, um, or? Uh, is she just the biggest threat to win? And, and it's the same thing. So uh, I, I would love to have seen that happen. I, I totally agree with you guys. Uh, also, I will say, yeah, I mean, um, Abraham, what you just said about going like the singles and why didn't they get together? I feel like if you and Caleb were ever out on the island together, you would just be a great duo because that's exactly <laughs> what Caleb says every single episode. So I, I feel like this is an alliance in the making and I'm here for it. <laughs> when, I appreciate when, that. I hope to see us back together again. I'm looking forward to it. I'll look forward to it and be like, is that, I know that guy. And we'll know. <laughs> we'll know immediately. Uh, well, let's shift into uh, talking about the merge. And there's lots of moments to talk about, but what, what were some of your favorite moments? And, you know, Alex, you know how much I like to talk. And I'm going to be a good good co-host and, and let you go first so that you, feel like you, you get to contribute to this episode. Man, what a great day. I, I, even, I'm, I have no words. Thank you. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few obvious big ones. Um, Sam, you know, taking possession of Jesse's idol, which if you haven't listened to it, Simon Me, who's on our podcast a while back about this season, went on the RHAP, like international wrap up um, to talk that actually that very next episode when Sam took possession of Jesse's idol. And there's a great conversation on, um, stealing versus possession of and, and he kind of gives some insight uh from a former australian player um, about that so that that helped clear it up and really made it interesting for me to think back on that move um so so that's definitely a big one for me the other one is kj's advantage which um you know randy i know you alluded to earlier and how it really did change the entire dynamic of the game i remember i got <laughs> a, a, a little spoiled and i knew um Jordan had got voted out and I knew there was like three people. There's an advantage about three people going back to camp. I didn't know who won that advantage though. And so even before I started watching the episode, I thought, okay, if anyone in Jordan's Alliance won that advantage and they took three people from their Alliance away, they're all idiots. But <laughs> if it's Jordy, Shay, or KJ who won that advantage and they kept those three there and sent away three people from the majority Alliance, they're geniuses. Uh, so I was so excited when I saw KJ win that advantage because um, it, it was the best way to play it in my mind. I, I can't think of a better way to play that advantage. So super fun to see that. Um, th those were the two highlights for me. Um, I'm sure we'll get to my favorite player, which I'll save all my thoughts on Josh uh, for uh, that last part of the episode. Um, I'll, I'll just say <clears throat> being a huge fan of the survivor auction, it felt so good. I, I know maybe they've been doing it on Survivor Australia, but like I said, I haven't been watching Survivor Australia. That is, I know it's like weird to say because it really doesn't have anything to do with the game, but too many times. And it did get repetitive on US Survivor, but the Survivor auction, it felt so good to see that once again. I was, I mean, if you saw the smile on my face, I was like a four-year-old in a candy shop. Like I was so happy. And they did such an incredible job hiding the the advantage to where 
I absolutely loved it because you can keep the survivor auction going and now people are going to bid on food. Like that's something that you can repeat. You don't know where it's going to be because you need to do something. And I, I want us, they're not going to, but they need to take notice of this <laughs> just because it is such a great way to bring the auction back and not have it spoiled by, I'm going to hold my money till the very end because I know an advantage is coming. Just hide it wherever you could hide it. The first food, the very first item, hide the advantage. Um, and I still think you could have the last item be letters home. And I still think it would be really inter entertaining. Um, so that's what I had to add on to yours, Alex. And then mine was, like I said, I am a sucker for someone who has to win. And I'm going to get to, like you said, our favorite players a little later on. Um, but Shay, it, just winning those last two immunity uh, necklaces when she was the next to go and it wasn't they weren't trying to hide it she was going to be leaving um i thought that was a great moment and then just to give one more shout out before i pass it to abraham here um i think the decision makings that you know the decisions that had to be made this season were really good as well really added to the story depth um i'm thinking of i mean once again i'm kind of thinking of the decisions shay had to make especially the the spa retreat, the survivor spa. I think that was really cool to see her break the promise um, just to kind of get Jordy and Josh to go with her and, and stuff like that. So uh, I thought post-merge was just as great. I know sometimes either the pre-merge or the post-merge can be you know, better or worse. And I thought uh, post-merge, it brought a lot of heat as well with a lot of the moves that went down. It was Survivor in Australia. One, they're the nicest group of people I've ever seen play a game. <laughs> generally nice, and I've been to Australia a couple of times. And they, they're the country, the people, they're nice. So I was kind of waiting for it to get dirty. Who was going to be the first one to do some dirty? And they did not disappoint. <laughs> I was alive. <laughs> um, Chrissy voted Croc out. Because you, you want to be like, these are love ones. I'm going to go. If we, if I go, go, Christy was like, nope, Croc, you got to go. And I was like, oh, okay. That might be some hard Thanksgivings later on this year. But okay. Uh, Shay and Ben, I love the relationships. Um, mm. Remember to how you can get the regular people doing the game. And that's when Shay gave a per letter so the other tribe members can read the letters. Um, but then you have to also see the emotional side of the people on Survivor. Um, those things I think make the game, but all gives you a glimpse inside of the people that are playing the game. Because ultimately I think everybody's lying. <laughs> I know you, I've never <laughs> met you, Alex, and I don't, I don't know you guy. I met you 30 seconds ago. <laughs> you, you look like you might not lie. do lie. So I'm like, and you're trying to build relationships. I like the way the game itself helped everybody to build their own type of relationship. I wish I'd have seen more KJs playing uh, early on. Um, I love, actually, I played her twist differently. I would mess it up because I, I did not want to play the way. I was like, well, why did she keep? And then when it came down to voting, I was like, genius move. Abraham told me, don't, don't let him fool you. He told me his plan was going to be, his plan was going to be, why not just send the three of them home? Why not just pick yourself, KJ, Shay, and um, pardon me, I'm forgetting what it, it would have been Jordy. 
right? Mm-hmm. Just send mm-hmm. you guys back to camp or Juicy Dave for it would have been Jordy probably. Um, which I mean, I had to back you up there, Abraham. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, yeah. my my butt's going back to camp. You guys can fight it amongst yourself and we'll see where loyalties lie here tonight, but it will not be us. But I mean, it wouldn't have been as interesting. Juicy Dave would have been the one going home, said those three went back to camp. They would have just said, okay, Juice, you're gone. And that, I mean, that's the that moment was, that, it, oh, go ahead. You got it. I mean, that was, I mean, her, her, that was classic survival play right there. And I was like, we could have saw more of that from KJ. Oh, oh, it, oh, it, it would have been, she had a great moments during the game. That was, that was her best moment during the game. And I would say coming out of perfect, being able to fight back, back in the game, but she needed to be more of that person that played that, that advantage from the uh, auction. And we definitely keep her in the game. Yeah, KJ was one of my absolute favorites. My biggest lament of the entire season is that we did not get to see a final three that was KJ, Chrissy, and Shay because they couldn't get on the same page at the end there. And I I, I just wanted to see that intriguing matchup because all three of their games were very different, very intriguing. We had KJ coming out of purgatory uh, with with Jordy and Shay. In fact, I picked Shay as a... uh, Coming in out of the merge or into the merge, I said, I think Shay's going to go far. Uh, and because I, I was banking on a like back end, ch- I was banking on her voting out and coming back in from a challenge because she was just going to be a challenge beast. Um, the other kind of moment, too, for me, uh, it was kind of mentioned earlier, uh, Abraham, but the, like, the human side of things and, and seeing Josh get his uh, uh, finding out that he, you know, um, his partner was pregnant and, and just what after, you know, struggling for so long. And, you know, that is the essence for me of, of what survivor is when is at its best is the uh, connection to people um, and, and seeing those moments and, and, and those intimate moments with people. And, and that was amazing to see. Um, but from a strategy side too, the whole dynamic around Sam, Jordy, Jesse, don't get me Mark, started. Don't get me started. <laughs> all, the, all the things, right? That was, I think, like this. Every week, I was asking, "What should Sam and Mark do? How does Jordy handle this situation? What, right?" And that, like, I, I mentioned it earlier, right? Just the whole, like, I, I also very much related to Jordy, and when he's just like pleading his case to people of like, "Just believe me, they have this idol," because I've been in that same shoe. The, his same shoes with Alex at times. Just believe me, Alex is bad uh, time and time again. And not to have anyone believe you, but just like watching, watching Jordy just like scrape and claw. And, and you know, I, I love a good underdog that uh, does everything he can, which like I, I never thought Jordy was going to get out of his situation uh, completely. But uh, that whole everything with the idols was amazing just to to add on to that it was infuriating for me to watch i understand um at the beginning when jordy is saying look they have a second idol they have jesse's idol i understand in that position not believing him just because jesse did just get voted off you know he's hostile um hostile not hostile you get what i'm saying (laughs) yeah not hostile but uh you know he's frustrated um and basically 
I understand that side of things is right after that vote off. No, I don't believe you because you're going to, you know, have it out for us. But when he went, you voted him off. He went to purgatory. He comes back in the game and he is still saying they have a second idol. That's when, for me, it was very frustrating to watch because I'm like, how do you not believe him at this point? This man is not going to get voted out of the game, come back and stick to the same story. If it, it, if that was a made-up story, it didn't work for him the first time, why would he come back in the game and continue to say? And I mean, I don't think the edit shows us really how much Jordy at camp said, look, they have two idols. It had to be the most annoying thing in the world. Uh, don't you think after he says it like 10,000 times a day, don't you think maybe this guy is actually telling the truth? So it was all very frustrating to watch. It was very entertaining, but I was super frustrated that like, just they have a second idol. This man is telling you they do. Um, and then also I thought we should, we should mention the moment that Sam and Mark didn't bring those idols into tribal. And then Josh, put a vote on Sam just to kind of get a little revenge. Ha ha. I, I put a vote on you, which I thought was silly, but I get what he was doing. And then just to turn back to Mark and Sam and say, play your idol. I'm, I'm telling you, play your idol. I'm, you know, he said it th at least three times. JLP had the longest pause in survivor history <laughs> waiting to see what happened. Um, so it was like you said, Caleb, it was a mess. It was one of the biggest messes <laughs> I've ever seen on the show that, that mysterious second idol. But go back to the singles. Okay. Nobody believes the joke. Here, here's that. A survivor, you wake up when the sun comes up, you're up until it gets dark. Condense that all down into what five minutes. So Joe, he probably was getting they probably was getting on their last nerves. Probably what really was going on. And then he just kind of gave the highlights. That's why nobody believed him because he was probably saying it all day. But here's the thing: Chrissy saw the second idol be played. You realize now there was two idols, and we still couldn't get the singles to come together. Vote Mark. Had they voted Josh out, that would have changed who could actually be the winner of the survivor. But they were like, oh, no, no, we're not going to vote him out. He just lied to y'all and said he didn't have a second idol for at least a week. <laughs> and Survivor like, I did anything. And the joke was like, well, I told you. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the most insightful uh, podcasts I, I listened to, Exit Interviews, uh, was with Sam uh, from the Brink of Reality podcast um, out of Australia. And she said that that whole time, like after Jordy started bringing up the second idol, um, there's so much speculation about it. Only one person ever directly asked her, do you have Jesse's idol? And that was Shay. And, and she said she wasn't really close to say Shay. She knew Shay was not going to work with her. So she lied to her and said no. But she was the only person who actually asked just straight up, do you have it? Everyone else was speculating and wondering and talking amongst themselves. So um, I was fascinated hearing that. I assumed people would be pestering both Sam and Mark about that second idol uh, or even, you know, where, um, what, what was the moment where at tribal, they tried to get Sam to empty her bag and she said, okay, I'll do it back at camp. And then they didn't make her do it back at camp. I was like, come on. Yeah, she, they just, she they said just, she was willing. They just <laughs> forgot about that. 
It was like that all season with idols and this Mark and Sam's idol and, and people just were very quick to forget. Okay, we'll do that. And then just forgot all, all about it. Abraham, I will say about your singles, um, not getting together, which was also very frustrating. There was a lot of frustrating moments watching um, the singles messed up. And I think they, they fully lost their games to Mark and Sam on that vote that KJ and Josh tied, right? Did, did they tie? Yes, I, I think so. It's the I, final six. Yes, and and they Five. made, because I, if I remember correctly, there was a tie, yeah. And then I was looking at it, I'm like, that's your chance. There is nothing they can do now to get Josh out. You're going to have to get Josh out of the game. You're going to have to get Mark out of the game. I mean, you cannot possibly be sitting there and saying I can sit next to either of those two in the finale and not look at it as, you know, if I'm looking at that, Mark, Mark and Josh are still in the game. There is no chance. Maybe I get one vote, but I don't even know about that. They've played near perfect games and they had to see that or they're just mm -hmm. being fools. I think that's where the singles Abraham lost the game is when they decided to go KJ there and even Mark, I mean, it worked out in the end. So, you know, Mark can't complain about anything, but choosing <laughs> KJ over josh is still a moment that that's where you put the final nail in the coffin i believe and at that point it was going to be josh or mark's game to lose here's a question let's take chrissy out of the final three who would you answer with take take chrissy out of the take final three chrissy out of three shay earned her way to the final three because she won the last two immunity challenges mark earned his way to the final three by turning on josh but also playing a game. Chrissy was in a place at the right time. That's all it comes down to in the game of Survivor. So if Chrissy was out of the final three, who would you replace it with? Um, I think if Chrissy didn't, and Alex, Caleb, I want to hear your guys' opinions too. Personally, I think it would have been Josh, um, but I've also, I'm under the mindset after hearing Mark speak at Tribal Council where he had a very strong uh, closing argument um, I'm on it's my understanding that Mark would have won regardless. It would have taken a miracle. Even if Josh was there, I think it could have been closer, but I think Mark would have won even if Josh was sitting right next to him. They should have been there yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I I would have loved to see either Josh and Mark together at a final tribal council or the three women of KJ, Shay, and Chrissy together at the final tribal council. I thought those would probably be the most even matches. Um, and, and I'd be really curious to see, uh, to answer your question, I would love, I mean, we mentioned this earlier, I would love to see KJ and you actually mentioned this of, of one thing I said last week in our finale recap was like, I just wanted KJ to be in the final three. So I could hear her thought process throughout the season, because we really didn't get that from viewers. We didn't get to hear her talk about the advantage and what she was thinking. And the aftermath of the advantage, we heard Jordy's perspective of the aftermath of KJ's advantage but we didn't hear KJ's perspective. So I would have loved to just hear her final tribal council speech to get more insight in, into what she was thinking throughout the game, because I'm really curious and I want to know more about it. I might need to use that move. Text. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. It, you know, it was, uh, I, I do think that Josh and um, Mark final, final two, final three, whatever it was, would have been interesting because I do think Mark had a really good closing argument, but what he can't argue at that point is, yeah, I intentionally let Josh lead so that I could, he'd always be my shield. 
right? Josh's response is, yeah, great. And I took leadership so I could get myself here. And right. And so yeah. I dictated everything that we did. Uh, so you so think like, it would have been close. I think it would have been, I think it would have been very close just in terms of Josh's relationships throughout the jury. And, and, and I would be, would have been interested to see, right. How Jordy and Jesse view Mark with Josh also there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think that would be interesting. And like Alex said, uh, I am, would love to see who would have won between the three ladies um, in terms of the final five. I think it was right. It's either like Mark or Josh. And then if it's not those two seeing all those two. Who do you guys think would have won? If it was, let's say, theoretically speaking, it was the the final three ladies. Here's here's the thing. So Barbara is for pettiness. (laughs) Petty Survivor is going to be like this. Shay deserves to win because she's proven that she can survive. Now, here's the thing. KJ did make one good move. I'm gonna I'm give her two. I just don't remember what the second one is at the moment. Had some good, that one good move. I was in the right place, and you know you you can always have that one person that's in the right place, and she was just in the right place. Said Shay hands down. But the petty jury, uh, jury, they would have probably voted um, either Chrissy or. <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah, I, I, I think. We, we talked, we had a decent conversation about this on our last episode. I, I think knowing what I know about the three games, uh, which is limited, uh, I would probably vote for KJ at this point due to the strategy. I think Chrissy would win because both KJ and Shay did not have those personal relationships with most of the jury while Chrissy did. Chrissy was in an alliance with Josh, Jordan, Jordy, Jesse, Mark, Sam, Khan. Um, the entire season where Shay and KJ were not. And I think it would come down to just friends and social relationships at that point. I, I was going to, I was going to say that is I don't think Shay and we're still going to get to our favorite players and stuff. And I have a lot to say about Shay spoiler alert. Um, but I don't think Shay, and I was shocked to see this at the final tribal when she was sitting there, it didn't look like anyone wanted anything to say about Shay. It, it almost looked like, and I, I'm sad to say I, ha- I haven't watched all of the Jury Villa videos to see if they've said anything about it. Um, but yeah, it just looked like, and I could notice it, the very first question they asked her, and the only question that we really saw is, okay, this, this jury is not feeling Shay. They, they, don't, they don't even see Shay here. They, they don't. She's not even in this final three, um, which, I, which I was very sad about. Um, but I, I don't think after seeing that, that there was any path for Shay to win. And that 0.5 was just the icing on top of the cake of, all right, we have no more questions for you. It was really tough to watch their faces when she gave her, you know, honest answer. And then she just goes further and says, no, you know what? I'll add a 0.5 to it. And I'm like, Ooh, I would, uh, I would give this, I'm gonna give myself a six. I'm feeling like a six today. I would. Maybe 5.5. I, I, will, I will say that. What was she supposed to say? She can't yeah. say like, oh, I'd give myself a three, but I'm she still here. <laughs> she, I mean, she played herself bottom, and she said, hey, look, I got to win. But she, she won challenges before that. I mean, she played. Yeah. She worked with somebody to get to where she had to make it to the final three. I just don't think that Survivor can get beat. It can get petty. Act season 41. very very true uh well you know uh randy that 
segue segues us right into our last like conversation point, right? In terms of favorite players of the season. And I'm going to let, you know, you've been alluding to it. You've been hinting at it. I'm going to guess Shay is your favorite player. And so why why don't you go and talk to us about why Shay is your favorite player? Real quick, um, just because I want to make sure we don't miss it here as we kind of wrap things up and finish our topics here. I do want to say Mark is a deserving winner. He played one of the best seasons of Survivor that I've ever seen. He, it was really, I know there's more qualifications of what a perfect game is. That's not receiving any votes and making it to the end and then sweeping. No, if you sweep the jury, to me, you played a perfect game because that is super hard to do when you have all these personalities. Um, so for him to sweep the jury, I don't care whether you're sitting next to two goats. Like Abraham says, people can be petty. It is very hard to get every single person, especially in Australia, when there's so many people on the jury on the exact same page. Mark played an outstanding season. So now that I've got that out of the way, my vote would have been up in the air between Shay and Mark. Um, Quick shout out as well. I know we were only supposed to pick like one person that we really liked. (laughs) Juicy Dave. I loved watching Juicy Dave. Uh, I, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit for being someone who ruined his game week one and then had the, whatever the word I'm looking for again, not thinking of any words tonight, uh, the wherewithal to know that I messed up bad. I need to take a step back and do absolutely nothing. I said week one, there is no way this guy survives week two and he shut me up and he made it to the final seven. Um, So I was very impressed with Juicy Dave's game and how he was able to fix that. So now I'll make it quick because I've just been talking about her the entire episode. (laughs) I did love Shay. Um, Shay played my favorite type of game. And that is someone who actually had to fight they didn't have an alliance to carry them. Not saying Mark was carried, but he had support all season long. He was always in an alliance. He had people to back him up. He had people to save him um, if he needed saving. Like I said, Josh telling him, play your idol, man. You had people there backing you up. Shay did not have anyone from the very first episode that we saw um, where she kind of aligned with Brianna and everyone else was like, we don't want Brianna in the game. And she had to quickly, okay, I got to go against you. And she still never got in an, in an alliance. I asked Shay, you know, who were you close to anyone? Was there anything you could do? And she mentioned Sandra, maybe if she, you know, went with Sandra a little bit more, but there was really no one from what we saw and no one from what Shay said that had her back. She was not in an alliance all season. And I know some people look at it as if you get voted out of the game and you come back in the game, then you don't belong in the game. You you know that some people really don't like that. And I just say that's malarkey or whatever term you want to use. Um, if you're still in the game of survivor, I don't care if you've been voted out two, three, four or five times. If you're in the game, you're in the game. And I think you deserve to be there. And Shay, won the most individual immunity challenges. If you count that one right before the merge, she won four individual immunity challenges. She found a clue on day one to an idol. And yeah, it was funny. She didn't get it, but she still found a clue. And then she went on to find a tree idol. So technically she found two idols in the game. She worked her her way from the bottom throughout the entire game. And then when they finally said, you know, they were saying all merge 
we need to get out Shay. She's a challenge beast. We need to get out Shay. Her name was mentioned probably once every episode as being a threat. And she just scooted on by. And then when time came where they were like, we are finally going to get Shay out. She said, uh, uh, uh. And she won the final two immunity challenges to win her way into the final three. I do think it's a little disappointing. I would even say a little disrespectful not to give more Shay love in that final tribal council, especially when it looked like everyone on the jury based off their facial expressions, almost thought she had no game, no social game whatsoever, but you were saying the entire game, she was a threat. So I don't see how you go from being a threat in the game to there's no chance we're voting for you tonight. It, I, I think she should have got more loved. I would absolutely love to see her play again. And to me, she was the best uh, player this season based off how hard it was for her to make it to the final three. If you compare Chrissy's game, Mark's game, and Shay's game all together, who had the tougher path to the final three? That would have been Shay. So that's my little rant on Shay. Um, but I, I was a little mad. I was a little mad that she did not get at least one vote. And the fact that Australian Survivor is listing her in third place for whatever reason. They actually, I don't know if you guys heard about that. They divvied it up. She's not happy about it, obviously, but they're listing Chrissy second and Shay third. I don't know if there's like a backup thing where they ask the jury members, like, I don't know if they asked the jury members who you would have voted for if it wasn't Mark and that's how they decided it. But somehow Shay got third and I was, I was not happy about that. The only way it happens is let's say that one person voted for Chrissy. That's how Chrissy got second. Which they, they can't did. go back and revote. Yeah, they revote now to determine that. So they would have to split it. So both of them will probably be second. Um, yeah. I think yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. And then might be. <laughs> what, what about you, Abraham? Who was your uh, favorite player uh, from the season? <laughs> I don't even want to go after Randy that long speech. <laughs> you uh, know me, Abraham. You know me doing a show with me. I'm sorry. I can go on a rant sometimes. I'm going to text Ben. You've got some problems in your life, guy. Um, I had Croc as my, my favorite, um, but I switch and I'm going to take a person. I'm going to challenges that they had to go through during the whole season. And that was really what kind of set the whole survivor apart because when you're out there uh, me and Randy had this conversation about too much food about every time they got like that's way of food not enough starving um but it's like one time and then the rest of the time out there eating beans and water I just made the game because each person figured out how to win a challenge so once the group challenges and what I couldn't figure out when they first why was Sandra and every challenge against her daughter. It's no sense. Her daughter's going to beat her. But made the whole game what it was. That, okay, people had advantages. Uh, Shay was a uh, yoga. Um, but ultimately, Mark was killing in challenges. Josh was killing in challenges. And the Joker, he challenges. But those, those challenges makes the game a survival. Because now you have to dig down deep, either physically work together, and that really now was going to get voted out, and who wasn't going to be voted out. 
uh, Shay winning those last two, to me, was epic. Win when you have to win. And really won when she had to win. She went, I said, she's going to win or come in second. So whoever's next to her between Josh and Mark. Um, for the challenges of the game. I enjoyed the people that played this season. I wish I'd have seen where, like I said, KJ presented herself uh, with more opportunities to do the things that she did. Uh, Mel, he gave at Tribal Council when she called out. And uh, Josh said, if we'd have saw more of that of you doing the game, you would have still been there. You know? Backstab somebody. Uh, Juicy Dave, and I mean, these, this, this, this is what made the season every night like okay what's what's going to happen next juicy day when he had the super meltdown because it put it out and he just sat back and said you know what i came here for my daughter and on his gameplay and i mean those are the things to me that really out. i love the twists and turns i love the purgatory part randy as long as you have a fighting chance to be in the game of Survivor, I think it makes for great. And you just keep fighting. Because uh, I think Mel didn't come back from Purgatory. Mm -hmm. But if KJ didn't, we wouldn't have had that twist. She would play that twist. You know, the Joker wouldn't be able to say, hey, I'm gunning for Sam. Nobody believed him. And finally got Sam. He was just static. But the Joker is going to be my favorite player, and here's the reason why. He looked like he thoroughly enjoyed playing the game of Survivor. He knew he was going to get voted out eventually and just had fun the whole time. And at some point in this thing that we love to watch and want to be a part of, that is one thing that to enjoy it in the moment, which what he did every moment he could. Joker's my guy. I'm going to cut in now. And not and not make Alex go next. I'm gonna go to Caleb. Because <laughs> Caleb Caleb's had to be the last one all, all up. Taken over Caleb deserves it. <laughs> Taking over the show. Wow. You know, I Randy, I like having the last word. That's why I go last. Uh, well, well, now I'm taking Alex's side, I guess. So now you can have you. the last word. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh Caleb, before you ask, I do have a question. Did you yeah. ever find out KJ had an Austin? Texas shirt on. Oh yeah, yeah, season. yeah. I I noticed that from the beginning. I was like, oh, there's there's Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know her last name's Austin, so I figured yeah. that that might be it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just idea. recently moved to Austin, so I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> Randy, Randy, can you find that out? I mean, we're, we're just... <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll try. I'll send her a message and and see what she says. But I was mm -hmm. also wondering that why she was repping the Austin. Hey, maybe she'll maybe she'll come visit. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of KJ, uh, she, I, I have a tough time between two favorites or a favorite. Uh, I, I, as a disclaimer, blanket statement, I do think Mark played an incredible game. Mark's overall, like I, we, uh, if any larger male player that's perceived as a challenge beast that is a returning to a season with new players, go watch Mark's gameplay and do exactly mm -hmm. that. He, like, he played it perfectly with all, like, he should have been this big target early on and wasn't, right? He played a, an amazing game. Real uh, quick, real quick. I do have to say, I am so sorry to interrupt. Um, we got to also mention Sam's game. Oh, and that's uh, a big thing that I don't want people to forget as well. 
Absolutely. Alex has a great point. I'm going to steal his thunder here, right? That when you talk about Mark's game, you have to talk about Mark and Sam's game because they played as one person. All right. They played as one person with two shots on Survivor. So, right, Mark and Sam, they, they, they played an incredible game together. Uh, but um, my favorite player to watch uh, throughout the entirety of the season, uh, we just didn't see enough of KJ that she can't land in this category for me. I do love KJ, loved her play, uh, wanted to see more. I could read between the lines. But the person I loved watching time and time again, because she really just grew on me, was Chrissy. Throughout the season, right? This just like this, her, the faces that she would make to the camera, like I, Alex knows that I uh, have fallen in love with a particular archetype, and that is the, like the sassy older lady. Uh, and so like Chrissy was, I, I was rooting for her the entire time. When we got towards the end and it didn't look like she was ever going to make a move against Josh, I was getting increasingly frustrated against her, uh, about her, but she did make a move against Josh. I think she made a rash decision on that revote that one time. Uh, and, and if not in the moment could have made a different decision, uh, which is why she did what she did is completely understandable. Hmm. She was just, she just betrayed somebody and then was betrayed by the people she thought she was working with. Uh, but coming in, she was one of those players that did not have survivor knowledge and, and she did what she needed to do to get herself in a position to get farther in the game and to learn from um, the players that were more experienced from her. And I, and I think, right, if, if KJ and, um, and Shay don't try to be cute at that final five vote and vote out and, and try to not, and not work with Chrissy, I think we're talking about Chrissy as a potential winner of, of the season. Um, Ooh, that's, a, that's a big one. Yeah, I mean, just like, because if those three get together and they go to the final three, uh, like, I think Chrissy has a chance to win and uh and i don't know that we got to see it or she may have articulated this in the final tribal um and we just didn't see it but the right her story of i didn't know what i was doing but here's how i set myself up and learned along the way with that moment in the in the speech when she says like here's how, what i learned from each of you i thought that was beautiful jury management and so I just loved watching her grow throughout the season and her like archetype is just near and dear to my heart. I, I will add this right here. Um, Sam from, uh, what did they call it? We call it ours Ponderosa. What did they call theirs? Uh, uh, jury Villa. The Jury Villa. Hey, when you have somebody on the other side work, that also works in your favor because all they talk to the next person that's voted out. And that's what really helps to make that actual soul survivor or get more votes. And I think Sam and getting them on a jury, Sam on the jury, Mark on the jury. I think Sam wouldn't have played the same game as Mark played. And I put her out. Um, but I think Mark and her being in the jury was great. The money goes to the same family, makes no difference. Um, Chrissy would have had to make some more moves for me. I, I social part of it, but she she really had to, and she waited towards the end, and she never wanted to believe that Mark had two idols. So for that, I can't do. It. <laughs> well, I, I will say the my my big uh, have you Abraham have you seen season one of Australian Survivor? I don't remember what season 
got hooked on looking at because at that time I was looking at U.S. and in Australia. Okay. Well, my, my point is the, the winner of that season makes, I think, the argument that anyone should make if they're ever seen as, quote, the GOAT, right? They, they talk about uh, not making a move is a move, right? Choosing not to do something or, and go a certain way is a move to make. It might not be a big, flashy move to make, but everything that you do in Survivor, right, has a consequence. And so that's why, like, when I see Chrissy, right, I, I acknowledge she didn't make a lot of moves. And there's a lot of juries where she wouldn't win on. Uh, but, right, I, I love, what I love about her most is, right, her story of, right, being this mom that didn't really know uh, what was going on and us getting to walk she along with her. Out. I'm sorry. Even though you her mom out. Um, it just needed to be more because when it when it really comes down to it, unfortunately, people can be petty. We're we're dealing with people. Yes, we're playing a game of Survivor, but I only say for the folks that was on my seat, get to know each other until after the show. Some yeah. didn't even meet until after. <laughs> we had a chance to have a, a conversation. It's it's eight. It was seven people I had never spoken. Now I realize we together. And I never spoke to him one time until after the show. I didn't speak to Nasir back to the States. Oh. And, he, and he called me one day. <laughs> so <laughs> FaceTime. So oh, it, it's, it's uh, and those are the nuances of some, we never, you never, I don't know how it starts off, but the US of I starts off where you don't get a chance to talk to the other players. So we actually all arrived in all a pandemic going on. We all checked into the hotel, seen two or three of the players before. And then I saw all 16 of us, all 17 of us at the airport. But we didn't speak to each other for another. I sat next to them. We ate dinner together, lunch together. We, we read books. We sat out there under the sun of Fiji, but we just couldn't talk. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Alex, last, yeah. la, well, I mean, we could just go ahead and move on with the show, but I might as well let you, <laughs> let you I, I already know who you're going to say. I don't know if Andy or Abraham do, but go can ahead. I take a, can I take a guess? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hit me. Well, Alex's favorite player this season was Josh. Yes. Correct. <laughs> so I, I will give an honorable mention to Sam. Uh, I loved watching Sam's game. Uh, I thought it was fun. I love a good villain. And um, again, I, I think uh, Caleb stole my thunder, but it's those her and Mark won together. Sam deserves the title of Soul Survivor just as much as Mark does in my mind. Um, and especially the fact that she was willing to sacrifice her own game to go to Jury Villa to help make sense of Mark's game to the jurors and to repair any relationships like Jesse and Jordy um, that the couple of Sam and Mark may have um, ruined with that, with that, you know, possession of idol. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's Josh for me. Um, I I'm trying to think here. So I think it was week four. I, I picked him out as like, Hey, I think this guy's going to go far. I really like this guy. Um, and what was cool was, I mean, Caleb and I have been podcasting for a year and a half now 
I've been a fan of Survivor since season one. I watch it all the time. I'm someone who I love to be inspired by people. Uh, I look up to a lot of people. I have a lot of role models. Um, and Survivor players are some of those people for me. You know, my favorite players. My, I named my dog after my favorite player uh, from, from U.S. Survivor. So, uh, but after watching 40... What's your dog, dang, one season, I know this. Oh, yeah. So my dog's name is Malcolm. Uh, he's at my feet right now. So Malcolm from Survivor. <laughs> I have not heard one chew toy. Malcolm has been the best boy tonight. He, he is. He's been asleep. I was at work today. So and, and I have about a 45 minute commute. So uh, he's he's asleep in my feet right now. You know, he had to sleep all day. Um, but anyway, so, you know, watching 41 seasons, watching seven seasons of Australian Survivor. I'm a huge fan, but I've never seen anyone that I actually feel like I would actually play like this person. Um, I can pick and choose a few different players. Um, I think Fishback from U.S. Survivor is probably the closest one that I've seen, and, and Caleb would probably attest to that as well. Um, but seeing Josh, and it first started off of, of him being a big threat, but no one acknowledging it. I like one person saying it. That's how I play board games. Uh, so someone like Caleb will call me out as a big threat. No one listens, and I win every time. Um, so that, that's how it started. But uh, seeing his the way he thought, the way he both interacted with people socially and thought very logically and analytically, that, that's my whole thing. Um, and so it was really inspiring for me to just now at the end of the season to look back and say, like, I have a player that I feel really connected with of someone I think I would play very similar to, whether I'd make the same moves or not. But I think the thought process is there. So, Randy, I know you talked to the final four. And I like woke up in the middle of the night and saw your posts of you talking to Josh uh, on Instagram. And I took a screenshot and sent it to Caleb like middle of the night. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and my first thought was like, I'm one degree separated from Josh. Like I've talked to Randy, Randy's talked to Josh. This is, this is the craziest things that, that's ever happened to me. So Randy, if you, if you have the hookup, let me know because uh, yeah, really cool guy. Josh, uh, I am almost certain we can get josh on the show he's one of the people uh talking to that he had so much fun with the interview uh and just i've messaged him a lot and he's like would love to come on the show and and talk even more survivor so well, well, well if he's we'll looking message for, after this yeah if he's looking for you know 29 year old who feels inspired by it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, i'll know where to point him to randy is a chris eight <laughs> randy is that guy man randy oh I met Randy this year and I got a applaud for everything he's done and just being a part of this community of Survivor. Because you know what? It's one thing to play the game of Survivor. It's another thing to be of Survivor. Um, and just to meet people, just to be able to talk about Survivor. Randy put it all together and uh, I enjoyed the time we've had in going to Australia Survivor, U.S. Survivor now. Uh, but when Randy, when Randy landed the interviews for Australian Survivor, I was like, I'm a cake. I, I was a cake. <laughs> but to, to land interview, interviews and stuff, Randy, man, that was outstanding. That's, that's a great way to wrap Thank up you. Australia for you from the pie. Appreciate yeah. it, Ram. Well, you know, the one thing that I will take away from this night is that, Randy, you're just awesome. Yeah, that's that's what, I, that's what I'm taking away. I, I wouldn't say that. There's a lot of flaws. There's a, much like the game of Survivor, there's a lot in the edit that you see, and there's a lot outside the edit. There's a lot of lot of flaws. Well, with that, uh, Randy, I, I'm going to wrap us up. Uh, my uh, thank you both for being on. Uh, want to 
remind our listeners where can they find y'all's content uh, over at Survivor Now? So you can uh, find our all of our personal Instagrams in our Instagram bio if you want to follow us individually. Um, and then you, the best place to reach us is Instagram at Survivor Now Podcast. We also have a Twitter at Survivor Now Pod. And uh, just start a YouTube channel. Uh, head on over there. Subscribe to the channel. That's I try. I eventually will hopefully get to the point where I can edit the videos and all of the um, uh, the reactions and breakdowns go over there. They just take forever to upload. So more, you know, most of the time it's just the interviews that are like 15, 20 minutes that will be on YouTube in video form. If you guys prefer that um, than listening, but those are the best place places to reach us. You can also send us an email um, survivor now podcast at gmail.com. Very nice. And Abraham, anything else you want to share or share with our listeners or, or promote? Hey, I look forward to hey, never say never go out there, put your application and um, do your actual tape. <laughs> Just enjoy doing the tape. Don't, don't do it. Uh, do a tape, show your personality. Um, recently applied for Survivor. Uh, I was actually in Okinawa, Japan, and I was like, hey, I love this thing called Survivor. Uh, I'm going to apply for it. And 20 years later, <laughs> I'm sitting at home. I uh, had a blast. And now to the community and see and hear and talk to I'm a fan still to go out and meet my favorite survivor players the cool thing is I got a I'm a survivor on the show as well so I get to go and hang out and see and meet them and and they're real people I know uh Jeremy Collins um I I was coming off survivor and I had and he popped up I think on Facebook or something I said you know what I'm gonna send I said hey I know why you hate coach I know why. Instantaneously, he emailed me. Yeah, man, I remember the coconuts. So great to be able to. I was like, I'm a fan to talk to this guy. He won Survivor, and I won. I've been on Survivor, and I've talked to him, and, and plenty of the rest. You on the show? They're the nicest people ever. Everybody too that's been a part of Survivor, even the you guys, uh, Alex, Caleb. I mean, interviews. This man, this is great. This is a great opportunity. Um, we also get to do charity events. We're going to for Hearts Reality. I'll be down there in Florida this year for kids. Um, and that's a great platform. Meet other reality stars, but also. So I've enjoyed it, man. This time. <laughs> and um, I've been on a lot of rides. <laughs> so uh I just want to, I, I just want to thank you guys, Alex, Caleb, like I genuinely love your guys' show and I'll just put it out there. Sorry to like all the other podcasts as well. You guys are literally at the top of the podcast that I love listening to every week. Um, I think it's just uh, kind of the way it's a, it's a laid back show. You guys going back and forth. It's, it, it's what I love about the community fans just discussing the show. Um, it, it doesn't feel like, it's professional, but you get what I'm saying. It's not too structured to the point where it's like point, point, point. I love how you guys just flow seamlessly through the show. Even if you guys are throwing stuff at each other while you do it. Um, so I just, I just got to 
tell everyone out there, I absolutely love the show you guys put on at Speaking Llama. Um, and I can't thank you enough for bringing us back on to uh, to chat. I know last week when we were talking about this, I, I've been excited all week to get back on with you guys um, and talk to you since we haven't talked since uh, week four of Australian Survivor. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on the show with you guys. You guys are, are really fun to talk to. Wow. Appreciate both of that. <laughs> Appreciate those words. And uh, I, you know, I, you know, I was going to make a dig at Alex, but I'm feeling nice. You guys, you guys did good today. This was like, this was a first. There was like, I mean, uh, you let Alex, you were nice to Alex today. <laughs> Alex was, I didn't hear anything. Out of I mean, usually Caleb starts it, but I mean, I didn't hear anything at all. So I, I did almost say, I, I'll say it now when we were talking about the advantage of, you know, taking three people away. What I would do is if I was in that alliance of three with Caleb, you know, me, Caleb and Jordy or something like that, I would take me, Jordy and one other random person and leave Caleb out for the wolves. <laughs> Even if you're in an alliance, just say good Absolutely. Luck yeah. Give him so a good boot. You take, know? Your, take your chance. Oh, gosh. The oh. best, the best of people here. Have y'all uh, for Survivor? Yes, I, I have. Alex has too. We've both been to some <laughs> casting calls uh, down in, in Temple, Texas, actually. Uh, I have sent in uh, video for the past four years. Haven't gotten a call back, um, but I also I understand I'm you know a middle aged male that's a super fan of the show, and I'm sure there's plenty of people like me applying for the show that fit that bill. Uh, so, uh, but I'm going to keep doing it every year. Yep, I think same. I might be a little. I'm not. I am middle. I'm someone. Until after the show, so. um, I, I know i know we're trying to wrap up here but can i just say i i know you guys can't see us and everything but all of us have our beard game going strong except for me i mean like i am like the worst beard here and that is tough because i uh, it was just funny because i was looking in the mirror today i'm like okay coming in let me trim this up a little bit and then i just get on with these three gentlemen right here and just it just reminds myself that i can't grow a beard here's the funny part in 30 years i've never grew a beard i've always been clean shaved. you didn't have one on when you played the game you didn't have a beard the whole the military for 22 years and i've always shaved and i never i was like i, I can't and i just said you know what i'm gonna try it out and that's like that's how i ended up with a beard it's an interesting process. The first few weeks, I was driving me crazy, but hey, welcome to the beer game. Um, hey, y'all, you know, this is interesting. Survivor, you're the reason why we out there and we get to do Survivor because people here that look at the show and really and we do uh, out there, you know, we go out there and we're living a dream. I said one of the best moments I shared with my my. So try. We went out and saw the Milky Way galaxy on the very. We walked out to the beach and we looked up, and it's crystal clear in Fiji, no light pollution. And you sharing those moments with Tiffany, Boach, uh, Xander, Liana, those are the binding moments. When it's all said and done, it's still a game. But then to come back here and talk about it. You never, you never let Survivor go. It's once you're a part of it, you're always going to be a part. Of it. And I encourage anybody because I get this question all the time: uh, What can I do, you know, on my videos and stuff? And I'm like, okay, here's just an easy example: you and you know, they. How do you, I don't really know what you, my cast, 
And I'm like, Brad, I can know. Okay, Brad, six foot from <laughs> Wyoming. And me and Brad are the best of friends. Um, I'll call Brad, and he's on the ranch, and he's doing cattle stuff in Wyoming in June, uh, hanging out at the ranch. Uh, Erica, winter of our I came back and she hit me on IG and she was like hey and here's a funny story we had to take some drone footage on the beach and they didn't put it stepping on rocks and stepping on trees and and it was it was a horrible day for us <laughs> and Erica was on my side and I was like hey Erica the other side there's nothing on that side and Michelle, that's what it was hey I remember you moved me over to the beach so you those are the cool things to see in the editing room or what things that we have to do when we actually show it's a lot of work before that first episode of survivor so when y'all get picked up Kayla, when you get picked up let me tell you there's a lot of stuff before you before you get to that first day it's a lot of stuff you got to do well hopefully hopefully i'll be able to call you you know in a year or two from now i'm like yeah you were you were right abraham this is this (laughs) is what happened (laughs) Oh, like um, wardrobe day. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you again uh, for coming on and uh, chatting with us about season seven. Uh, we are still going to be covering season 42. We're about to enter into the quote merge, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun season. And uh, check us out on uh, Instagram at Speaking Llama. Find all of our podcast episodes at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Feel free to reach out, subscribe, like, all that jazz. Uh, But until next time, we'll speak llama to you later.